0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin, everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Thank you, Big Voice Guy. Yes, we're going to have an update from Adam Roberts, our own Adam Roberts, on all the things related to this winter storm, which is consuming our attention today and probably most of tomorrow. But we got to talk about the Packers, because they are playing a big playoff game this Sunday. Jerry Dome, Dallas Cowboys, and joining us is our own Greg Matzikin. Matzikin, here's great work on Wisconsin Afternoon News. Hi, Greg.
1: Hello. Packers have never lost at AT (laughs) AT&T Stadium. Did you know that? Yes. Fascinating bit of trivia, isn't it?
0: I saw one of the greatest games I've ever seen, the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where they're up 21-3, and then they sort of... Held on. Held on to the very end.
1: Hey, I'm telling you, that would be a great script against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yes. On Sunday. Get up early. Get up 21-3. Oh, get up yeah. early. Try and take the crowd out of it. I think about what happened on Thanksgiving. It's exactly what happened. The Packers got up early. All of a sudden, that crowd was geeked up to be, you know, all eyes on us. They were kind of muted. So that's the recipe. If you can get up early, take the crowd out of it a little bit, you got a chance. I like that thought because I've seen the Cowboys play
0: playoff football over the years. They have a tendency to wet the bed, and I looked at their home schedule. They've beaten a lot of cupcake teams, the Commanders, the Jets, teams like that that aren't very good. They've run it up. They've averaged, I think, 38 points a game or whatever it is. Doesn't mean they're not a great football team. They've earned the second seed, but I, I'm not convinced they could. the Packers couldn't do to the Cowboys like they did to the Lions or the Chiefs.
1: I don't think so either. In fact, I've been so impressed with what the defense is able to do against some of the better teams that they've faced in the second half of the season, and I'm sitting here scratching my head over why they can't figure out how to solve the mystery of Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. Like Mm. That doesn't make any sense to me. That one hurt my feelings. So I don't have a lot of believability in this defense overall. But I cannot ignore what happened against two of the better teams in the league, in the Chiefs and the Lions. And the Lions really stands out because that was a road game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared Goff doesn't like to be pressured. Dak Prescott's a little more mobile. So I, I don't know any coach that wouldn't like to get up early and, and take an early lead. But I think this is one of those instances where if the Packers win the toss, I think Matt LeFleur is taking the ball. We want this thing. Forget it, right? I, Caution I think, to the win. Let's I think
0: That would be a great call. I mean, the team is relatively healthy. There's still some questions now because apparently Jair Alexander stepped on somebody yesterday. Um, they're, I, at least the last time I looked at that story, they, they weren't sure how he felt. Is that a concern?
1: Yes, absolutely. I don't know how you get hurt in a walkthrough. I don't know. But that happened yesterday. In fact, coaches <laughs> specifically put in walkthroughs to mm. prevent players from getting injured. And he stepped on somebody's foot, rolled his ankle, and he did not talk to the media yesterday. And we'll see if he's available today. But one thing that the Dallas Cowboys do very well on offense is hit one of the best receivers in all of the NFL. His name is C.D. Lamb, number 88. Get used to seeing that number and hearing that name because he gets about a dozen passes his way, or at least he has over the last five weeks or so. Like, the the, the, Dallas is going to find him. They are going to find him on offense.
0: Did Jair play against the Vikings?
1: He did not play against. The okay, Vikings.
0: so they have arguably one of the best receivers, Justin Jefferson. I thought the Packers did a great job. Now their quarterback was challenged. Yeah,
1: that's a big difference there at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, obviously.
0: But I mean, that, that's the test that you want to see. Ceedee Lamb is an incredible talent. Um, that is the market difference between the Cowboys and the Packers. Cowboys have Pro Bowl players. They have stars. We don't necessarily have stars. That sometimes works to the advantage of the team that has the, the street cred in, in the playoffs.
1: So here's one thing I found interesting. I was doing a little digging on this. All this talk about the Packers being the youngest team in the NFL and the youngest team in the playoffs, and they are. It's no joke. And the youngest group of skill position players ever assembled for a playoff team. That really stands out. Number two on that list, the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) I saw that. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah,
0: which is scary because they'll be good for a while.
1: Exactly, and I think the big difference is their running back is a polished veteran. So is the Packers running back in Aaron Jones, by Mm -hmm. the way. Their receiver, C.D. Lamb, well, he's sort of in the prime of his career. He's still on the rookie contract, but toward the back end of that, and he's an all-pro. And he's 1,700 yards receiving, which is ridiculous. They will go to him they got a good tight end. Did you know he was Barry Alvarez's grandson, Jake Ferguson? yeah, yeah. Might hear that a time or two. So they've just got players who have been in the league a little bit longer, a little more experienced, but also still young. So I I don't think the stage will be too big for either team. I I think what Jordan Love has done with this offense in challenging environments in a national spotlight has been impressive. I, I don't find his demeanor to be any different regardless of the situation.
0: Greg Matsick joining us on WTMJ now. One of the things I love about this game is Jordan Love has watched Aaron Rodgers beat the Cowboys there. Aaron Jones has beaten the Cowboys there. I love the fact that he is playing at the as as good as he's played in a while. He's apparently healthy now and he's a guy who said as late as yesterday, I'm on the up uptrend. He's not past his prime, he's not past his peak. This is a guy that really wants to win now.
1: No doubt about that. I think if, if you watched the game last week, some of the TV broadcast uh, nuggets on Aaron Jones, I thought were really interesting, including that Aaron Jones had reached on one of his runs his top speed. is that crazy? Ever. Ever as and, a running back, and and he's twenty nine.
0: Up, up to the speed of some of the fastest players in the NFL. By the way, we don't think about Aaron jo- Aaron Jones that way. He's a guy that breaks tackles. He does he does bust through the line and get extra yards. But I never thought of him as a really fast running back.
1: No, he definitely is. And one thing to note about Aaron Jones, I think, if you've watched him play over the years, boy, how many times is he really taking a jaw dropping hit? Right? I mean, yeah. he always seems to find a way to just sort of elude a, a, a defender enough to where yeah. that hit doesn't. He might come down. But it doesn't look as severe or violent. It's part of why he's still in really great game shape.
0: I'm going to ask the fans of the show uh, this question in a little bit. Wh- who is going to be the star of the game? Uh, let's stay away from the quarterbacks because they all- they always get all the attention. Who's the star of the game for the Packers or even for the Cowboys? Who will Ceedee be- Lamb's an easy choice? Right?
1: Ceedee Lamb is an easy choice, and Micah Parsons stands out. That guy freaks me out. So yeah. he's he's the best defensive player, one of the best in all of football. Like he's up there with T.J. Watt and some of the best names you can think of. Had 14 sacks this year. What's scary about him is that you have no idea where he's going to be because he could be in the middle of the field guarding a tight end. He moves (laughs) around a a wide receiver. Or he could be lined up uh, over a tackle. He is just so fast and so violent. He's kind of built like the Packers linebacker, Quay Walker. Uh, A little more size to him. I'd love to see Quay Walker used that way. But he is a game-wrecking talent on defense. That is frightening to me. He's got the capability of taking over a game on defense. He'll be the best defensive player, I think, on the field. Micah Parsons. Remember that name. For the Packers, can I can I do a collective approach here? Sure. Because if I, if I avoid Aaron Jones, because that's also low-hanging fruit, I, I have to draw my mind to what has worked for the Packers it, with this resurgence of the offense. And that's been a collective approach. It's been four balls to Jaden Reed. It's been three balls to Dontavian Wicks. It's been six balls to Bo Melton. And then the next game, you flip it. It's six balls to Dontavian Wicks, five balls to Jaden Reed, and three balls to Bo Melton. It's, a, it's actually a small
0: sample size, but that collective idea makes it really hard for a defense to focus on one or the other. You got the ball melting, you got the read, you got the wicks, you got the, the, the tight ends. Who are you covering? And I know they have a great secondary, but there's a lot of guys that are going to be open if Jordan Love has time. And that's where the Michael Parkinson things comes into play. He can find these guys and they have demonstrated over and over again. Not only can they catch, they'll take a tough hit and hold on to the ball. That's an impressive collection of young receivers.
1: And just think about how open these receivers have been. You know, gone are the days of the back shoulder fade. You're right. Right? When Jordy Nelson wasn't able to beat guys deep, they would run stop routes. And Aaron Rodgers had incredible timing with Jordy Nelson. That is all but gone from the Packers' offense. It does not exist anymore. Guys are more open in space, and that's a credit to Matt Lafleur's offense for getting these guys in in favorable matchups. Do you think...
0: Matt LaFleur's comfortability with Jordan Love and his understanding that this quarterback, this young quarterback who's been on the team for a while but is just playing as a starter his first year, he's comfortable enough to let him do that.
1: Yes, and here's why. There's been a a very seismic shift in how this Packers offense is run. And I think it was the first Vikings game where I remember watching that game thinking, what are they doing here? A little check down to the running back, check down to the tight end, nothing downfield at that time. There seemed to be very little connection between Jordan Love and the young receivers. You'd see two receivers in the same spot. like Nothing looked right. Nothing looked like you'd want it to look if you're a coach. Well, that was sort of an inflection point. After that game, Matt Lafleur decided we're taking the training wheels off. We cannot just be this young team that is afraid to put good, talented players in difficult positions. That's how you grow. From that point on, this offense took flight. This now looks like a creative offense that is capable of going 80 yards in just a couple of minutes. They can run the ball. The offensive line is solidified a little bit here, I think. It's it's not the best it's ever been my years covering and paying attention to the Packers, but I think it's a lot better than what it was at the start of the year. So the training wheels are off of this offense, and if they keep on with that sort of philosophy, they're going to score some points. question is, can they keep Dallas off the scoreboard enough?
0: 3.30 Sunday. What's your go-to app on your uh, viewing? Are you going to be watching it at home? Yeah, I'll what, be at home. For what's this the month. go-to app that you you got to have on Sunday for the game?
1: I like to get creative and I like to do something that is sort of okay. indicative of of the away team's market. So what, what is that? Maybe a little southern barbecue, that maybe a little uh, yeah.
0: Texas barbecue. I know you're a big grill guy and smoker and all that stuff,
1: right? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be tending to the Traeger on <laughs> no, on Sunday. Probably
0: not the best weekend. Maybe for not
1: today. I, I know it feels like a good chilly day. <laughs> maybe that we'll uh, maybe we'll get some ribs going, but. Uh, Hey, the oven also works pretty well. We might fire that up.
0: All right, Greg Mattson, you can hear him this afternoon. Wisconsin Afternoon News, always great to talk to you, Greg. See you, pal.